Hi everyone, I'm your host, Brittany Nicole, and this is The Female Millennial, a podcast where you get to have girl talk with me and some of your favorite boss babes. We're going to be talking about career, balance, and what it really takes to become successful in your industry. So grab your coffee and your notebook. Let's chat, shall we? Hey guys, welcome back to the Female Millennial Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Nicole. And for today's episode, we are recording with Listening Party inside of Canal Street Radio. So you guys know how much of a goal of mine it was for this year to be able to bring guests on the podcast. And thanks to Listening Party, I can now do so comfortably inside of Canal Street Radio. Speaking of guests, today we will be chatting with the beauty director of Women's Health, Christina Rudolfo. Christina is the beauty director of Women's Health. She oversees beauty coverage across print and digital and is an expert in product testing, identifying trends, and exploring the intersections of beauty, wellness, and culture. Prior to Women's Health, she was at L.com for four years. As a senior beauty editor, she reported and co-produced the Weebly Award-nominated documentary, Beat, How Drag Queens Shaped the Beauty Industry. And she also hosted Millions Viewed video series, Beauty Hall. So, Christina, welcome to the show. Um, just to give our listeners a little bit of background, you are actually speaking at our upcoming Hearthstone Media event. Yes, I am. Hosted by Twitter. I so, can't wait. Yeah, so I'm so excited to be able to chat with you a little bit beforehand. I know a little bit about you just from, like, us planning the event and things like that. But, like, give our readers some background on you and what you do. Sure. So my name is Christina Rodolfo. I am the beauty director of Women's Health magazine. I oversee both the print and digital coverage of all beauty. And that is everything from, you know, the latest skincare innovations to trying beauty services to interviewing celebrities Mm. to doing some deep dive reporting on on everything from acne to the best way to have healthy hair. So honestly, my job is so wide ranging and every day it's totally different. Um, Before that, I was at Elle magazine Mm -hmm. for four years. That's awesome. So some people might not know like what the true job of a beauty director entails. Right. (laughs) So give us like a little bit like more detail, like what is like the nitty gritty of like your job? Sure. So I get asked this a lot. I always find it so hard to describe yeah. because it's every day is so different. Mm-hmm. But if I were to really like, you know, put it in a in a nutshell, it's that I'm out there trying everything so that you don't have to. Right. <laughs> That's a good way to so put it. So I, you know, if you're curious about gel nail extensions, mm-hmm. if you're curious about, you know, getting a what is this like a keratin treatment or if you're curious about getting a lash lift or anything like I try all of that Mm -hmm. and I report on exactly what you need to know before you go and do it. Um, I also, you know, keep an eye out on any beauty trends that are emerging, any new product innovations that are coming out. You know, the beauty industry is so saturated. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to sift through. And so that's my job. I kind of go through all of it. Um, and then pick out the best that I think our readers would most resonate with. Um, Every day is different. I kind of, you know, I'll start out probably at a morning event. Okay. There's a lot of press events in the morning. It's like 
launches for new products. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a breakfast or maybe I'm having a PR date with somebody mm-hmm. and PR is, you know, public relations right. where it's somebody who represents a brand or maybe it's somebody who works in-house mm-hmm. and I'll have breakfast with them just to catch up on everything. You know, right. I've been doing this a lot, especially in my new role so that people get a sense of how things are changing from me at Women's Health versus when I was at L. Um, so every single morning I'll have a breakfast or a coffee. Every single evening I'll have an event like... Right a cocktail party uh it could be a black tie gala it could be (laughs) something really fabulous on a rooftop you just never know you never know and every single every single day there's a morning event an evening event Mm -hmm. and then throughout the day i am doing interviews with all of my sources for stories that i'm reporting yeah i am meeting with brands as well to kind of you know figure out what the new launches Mm -hmm. are because they're coming to me for death sides yeah um i'm at pitch meetings i am writing i'm editing Mm -hmm. for both digital and print i'm meeting with you know my senior beauty editor to go over ideas for the next issue it's like basically you're busy i'm all very the time. busy and somewhere in all of that trying to keep up with social media and yeah. post on that too because it's fun to show people what's what's going on every day mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah people really like to hear like behind the scenes which is why i always like to ask this question because yeah. people just want to know like what's happening in your life and what you do yeah and you said something inter- interesting about like trying the latest in beauty like so we don't have to or so we can know like what to try and what not to try mm-hmm. what was like something that you tried I'm just so curious because <laughs> like before I got I was like researching my microblade yes um, yeah I've tried like, that yeah and so it, it was horrible for really? me really <laughs> yes. oh my gosh so let's talk about it because yes. it hurts so bad see nobody tells you this yeah. right and every single review that I have read before mm-hmm. about microblading says it just feels like a scratch on your it skin it definitely doesn't it, it does not and it you know it varies person to person yeah. I happen to go you know through a press a, a press thing and okay. you know I decided why don't I try microblading mm-hmm. it was really hot at the time it was 2017 yeah. or 2016 um, and in that chair I was yeah. so much mm-hmm. and I could hear the scratch of the yeah. knife same yeah like I was freaking out <laughs> it <laughs> no was same. painful and you're supposed to go back to fill it in again yeah but honestly after t- first of all it itches a lot when it you're does. when your brows and it are flakes healing. a lot too and it flakes mm-hmm. and it's like not cute no. so <laughs> once that he- like once that healed yeah my brows looked exactly the same like none really? of the pigments stayed. after the first time right yeah. yes mm-hmm. and I think it's because my like I'm on retinoids so that makes yeah. my skin a lot more sensitive my mm-hmm. blood thinner you know so yeah. I wasn't the right candidate for that but but it's like you good know. for people to know you yeah know? yeah because like when I had it like she didn't numb me at first oh no like, oh my god I like, had the same situation <laughs> I wasn't numbed either it was the worst experience I like couldn't believe it so ladies do your research before your research. you go get anything because <laughs> it might be painful yes um but take us a little bit farther back sure. to your career so you said you're with L for four years yes what was kind of like your career journey that led you to where you are now Yeah. So I'm really lucky in that I've known for, you know, since I was 17, exactly what I wanted to do. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in high school and I knew I wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what kind of writer, you know, was it a novelist? Was it, I didn't know that writers could have a job really. (laughs) So so, um, I remember I had a freshman year school project where I had to interview somebody with my dream job. Okay. And I was like, I don't even know what my dream job (laughs) is, uh, but I know I want to be a writer. Mm -hmm. So my mom, you know, she had um, her cousin's daughter was a journalist at a local tech paper of some sort. Okay. And I was like, sure, you're a writer. I'll <laughs> ask you whatever. And the more I spoke to her, the more I was like, wow, like I could be a journalist. Mm-hmm. This is a total, like totally like f- amazing opportunity that I could go after. Right. And mm-hmm. I, 
I like never let go of that idea. I'm so once I get focused on something, like I never stop, mm-hmm. never stop going after I'm it. The so same way, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So I was able to like, you know, join the high school newspaper. Yeah. And then I did a summer writing program at Barnard College. It's called the pre-college program. I was a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the field trips was to Nylon Magazine. And I, R.I.P. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh and God. so uh, when I went to Nylon Magazine, I met with their editors. We sat in like a conference room. They told us all about their careers, their jobs. Yeah. I saw the fashion closet. I saw where they do photo mm-hmm. shoots. And I was like, I need to be here. This right. is what I want to do. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be a journalist. I didn't know what kind. And mm-hmm. then I figured it out. Like all the, all the stars aligned. And I was like, I want to work in a magazine. Right. Um, and originally, I wanted to be a fashion editor. Mm-hmm. So I did everything in my power to, wa- to be a fashion editor. And um, right out of high school I landed my first internship which is actually so ridiculous because I was 17 right <laughs> um but I it was at stylecaster.com and oh, they yeah, were yeah. they were brand new mm-hmm. so like That's super so startup crazy. it was a super startup um and because I had zero experience mm-hmm. but they still took a chance on me yeah. because I was so you know passionate in my interview I started working in the fashion closet okay so in the fashion closet is I highly recommend it to everyone, actually. <laughs> if you want to work in the industry, yeah. like working in the fashion closet is how you learn everything you need to know about agencies, mm-hmm. who represents what. Yeah. Like being at the bottom of the ladder is how you learn everything. That's so so true. I was able to observe and watch, see how photo shoots were done mm-hmm. in house, see how, you know, editorial meetings happened. And then while I was at Stylecaster, I asked to be, you know, put on the editorial intern team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just submitted a few clips and then the next semester I was able to be on the editorial team. Okay. Um, and you know, one running theme in my career is that it's really about networking. Yeah. So my boss on the editorial side of Stylecaster mm-hmm. is Carrie Pieri and Carrie Pieri was a features director of Stylecaster.com. Mm-hmm. She eventually moved over to harpersbazaar.com, mm-hmm. which would eventually lead to another internship right. with me at Harper's Bazaar. But before I would get there, I also that summer, after freshman year, I, you know, sent out a bajillion applications yeah, to places. Course. I landed at Time Out New York, mm-hmm. and that was an amazing experience too. Because working for a local, a local weekly, mm-hmm. is so different from working for a website. Yeah, how and so? Would you say it's just well, the the pace of things was so fast. Yeah. you know, like, and also because it was in print, mm-hmm. I everything had to be fact checked. Yeah. So when I was at Time Out New York, I would. Look, read the shopping and style pages, yeah. and then I would have to call every single source and verify. Oh my god! Are there five pieces of mm-hmm. this dress at Bloomingdale's currently? <laughs> I would have to. And I it's have so to, crazy how know. like time has completely evolved. Like yeah. so different now. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, the amazing thing about working for a, like a, a publication that mm-hmm. was like that was I was they trusted interns to do a lot of legwork, so yeah. I was able to do you know, still photo shoots in the studios for products that were featured. I was Mm -hmm. able to write maybe like 200 word blurbs for the shopping style Mm -hmm. pages for new store launches. Um, And from there I met uh, my boss, Lauren Levinson, who she moved over to Hearst, Mm -hmm. which is where I work right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was working at a website called Mm realbeauties.com. And it doesn't exist anymore, but (laughs) it was under Hearst Digital Media. But she brought me over there to be her intern. And then I followed her through... Um, until she went to L.com. And then I went to L.com as an intern. And that's the beginning of my very long relationship with L. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so awesome. And, like, you never know, like, where your journey is going to take you. Yeah. And, and you like, never what know. people are going to play, like, an important part. It's so crazy. Like, I would have never expected that, you know. But yeah. I stay ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one of the things that I always talk about is, like, especially, like, for the younger generation, mm-hmm. it's so important to 
follow up mm-hmm. with like the connections mm-hmm. that you make because you never know when you're gonna need them again. Yes. So your follow up game better be strong. Needs to be strong. That's you how you get anywhere. <laughs> yes. So okay. So you mentioned you work so hard to be work in fashion. Yeah. So why not fashion? Why beauty now? Yeah. So this is a good case where you know you have to figure out what you don't like to find out what you really like Mm -hmm. so I had been working in fashion my very first job was um, I was an associate editor at a startup website called stylebistro.com right out of college Mm -hmm. um, which eventually got folded and then I you know was laid off so um, but in that smaller team I was able to kind of do everything so I did fashion beauty a little bit of everything I still wanted to be a fashion editor Mm -hmm. after style bistro I was able to get a freelance position at instyle.com and at instyle I was assisting the fashion I think new fashion director I don't remember what her title was but she she was on the fashion team and I was supposed to write fashion news posts Mm. and being at InStyle, like an iconic publication like that, there were people there like Eric Wilson, who Mm. is an incredible fashion reporter who has such deep knowledge about, you know, look 12 from Versace from 1993, you know, Mm -hmm. so so it's kind of like being surrounded and working with people like that. I actually realize I don't have what it takes. Mm. So I realize that I don't have the passion or the fire to care enough about fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially the, in that historical yes, way. Yeah. yeah, and to the level of the people who were around me mm-hmm. who loved and lived and breathed fashion. Right. Um, and so I, when I was writing about, I remember I was writing a, a post about a, a celebrity look, which I did often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was trying to describe a t-shirt and I just couldn't find words. I yeah. was like, this doesn't inspire me, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and it inspires so many other people and there could be other people in my position who mm-hmm. would do honestly a, a better job yeah. than I did um, I don't think I did a bad job but you know would would bring the fire that is necessary right. yeah so I was like I need to expand and just explore and honestly I wasn't set on beauty mm-hmm. um, even when I joined l.com because I joined as an associate editor first okay. of all and so I was really doing everything from celebrity news to fashion to beauty to culture entertainment mm-hmm. like I did everything and anything and the more I did beauty posts and was yeah. getting beauty assignments the more I I was like, wait, something's clicking like, here. Like, I love this. I love this. <laughs> and the more I started pitching ideas and yeah. getting the encouragement from my top editors that I'm good at this mm-hmm. is when I realized, oh, wow, yeah, I should be, t- I should be a beauty editor. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Like, you, you have to go through a few things to figure out what you are really passionate about. Totally, yeah. And sometimes people just, like, stay in a position that they're not passionate about just because, like, they feel like, that's the thing to do or it's hard to start from scratch that's true too you know because I had been building all of my contacts like in Mm -hmm. the the fashion world but then in beauty I didn't know anybody so it was like okay where do I begin now Mm -hmm. it's a slow and steady rise yeah (laughs) so we talked about like a few companies um that you mentioned that have since like voted and are they're not around yeah so what I guess, like, was your reaction to, like, layoffs at first, especially yeah. in the media industry? It's been, like, such an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I read that there were over 7,000 wow. media jobs oh that have been lost in, the, in 2019, wow. um, which is way more than in 2018 oh by several God. thousand. And, I mean, I hear this news every other day of the yeah. week. And, of course, it's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, as somebody who works in media, you never know when it's going to be you on the chopping yeah. block and it, and it has nothing to do with your skill or merit. Right. It's literally sometimes just budget cuts mm-hmm. or acquisitions, Yeah, you know, and that's just the name of the game. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's, it's frightening, especially knowing 
you know, personally people who have been affected by right. layoffs. Um, but I've seen so many people actually parlay that experience into an amazing freelance career. Right. You know, working in-house for copy at copywriting mm-hmm. or working and freelancing for publications they never dreamed of writing for, right. you know. So I'm really encouraged seeing that, knowing that you'll be okay you know right. if you if you have your network if you have your cliffs your you know your you've proven yourself mm-hmm. i think you'll be okay but you know it's always in the back of my mind that that could be me yeah and it's terrifying but i feel super secure where mm-hmm. i am like at that's least, good you know at least where i where i am at hearst like i've never in the f- you know four five going on five years that i've been working there i've never had the fear or the sense that i would ever be laid off so i think that's awesome so i i feel secure there and also working at an amazing publication like women's health where you know it it will never not be relevant Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly that's so true though yeah yeah and it's yeah where like where we are now is like all about like health wellness totally balance all of those things that especially like us women like getting older we're gonna have kids one day we need to like pass it down yeah so (laughs) That's awesome. I really love that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk more about like your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so you oversee both print and digital. Yes. How is it? Like, what's the hardest part, and what is your most rewarding part? Great. So I have been at this job for just a little bit over a month. Okay. Um, it's been an intense transition period. Yeah. You know, especially being someone who was only digital. Right. This is my first real. You know print job okay and I split my time 50 50 I every like both print and digital are equally as important Mm -hmm. so I would say the most difficult part is just balancing the different timelines yeah so an example is I could be having a pitch meeting for March 2020 Mm -hmm. on the same day where I have to think about planning the lineup for next week October 2019 Mm. so it's like having to think and use different parts of my brain Mm -hmm. where I'm like okay what is a long lead kind of story that's going to be hitting our readers in the right way in March. It's still relevant. Um, and that's still relevant, yeah. that I can plan ahead for. Mm-hmm. And what is something that is happening now on the internet that is really buzzy or people right. are curious about and that we want to jump on top of right now because mm-hmm. we need to be leading that conversation. Yeah. So it's kind of like keeping my eyes open mm-hmm. in all directions yeah. <laughs> and what's happening in the news. And then also thinking okay, what is something that maybe I need to dig a little deeper on? Because, like, what's amazing with print is that you have the luxury of time. Mm -hmm. You know, we work so far ahead. Like, like right now, we're working on our January-February issue, Mm -hmm. and it's October. So, you know, getting that amount of time to work and research and write and edit and, you know, really put a lot of love into stories Mm -hmm. lets you write you know, really thoughtful pieces. Yeah. Um, working for online, you could still do that, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit more of a time crunch. Right. But working online, you also have the amazing opportunity to have so much more of a multimedia experience yeah, where you could think, how is this going to live on social? Mm-hmm. Does this need a video? Sh- like, should we be creating a new video series around this idea that's doing well? Yeah, you can um, think about it across the board. And you can also see analytics, mm-hmm. which is so important in my job to yeah. see what's hitting our readers. What are they resonating to? What are they clicking on? What do they care about? Mm-hmm. You know? seeing all of that in real time informs everything that I do and that's something that you can only get from digital because yeah. um, you know in print you can't tell if people are reading an article or right, not exactly. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. that's so true you only know like how many people it hits and that's it exactly so let's talk about work-life balance yeah. you're going to meetings beauty breakfast like every day yes and then you have an event later on yes. on top of the already <laughs> existing tasks that you have throughout my the calendar day. is a little cray right <laughs> <laughs> and you obviously like have a social life and things outside of that mm-hmm. so 
do you believe that work-life balance is achievable? Like, how do you feel about it overall? It's an ongoing battle for myself just because I am somebody who has a problem with not being productive. Mm. So even on my weekends, and I know that this is a flaw of mine, I don't know how to relax. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Leo, Libra rising, (laughs) Leo moon. (laughs) It matters. It matters. (laughs) Yes. I'm a Gemini. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So you just feel like, I feel like I have to always be on and, um, that I always need to be optimizing, mm-hmm. you know, which is so crazy because you need to just relax. So like yeah. I told you, like yesterday I was in a, in my bathroom at home mm-hmm. just watching Netflix in my bed. Yeah. I, I forced myself to do that. Mm-hmm. I forced myself to not hit up my friends be like, what yeah. are we doing tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that what I needed was rest. Exactly. Uh, especially after a really busy social week. Mm-hmm. So what I do is during the week, I look at my calendar and I see, you know, what do I need to prioritize? Right. Right. And then I create a list mm-hmm. and then whatever I think I can let go of, yeah. I do. Okay. Uh, for example, if I see that I have something every single day, like every single night of the mm-hmm. week rather, and I realize that that means I won't be able to work out, yeah. then I have to cut at least one or two things. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll go to my, you know, our beauty editor that I work with and ask her, can you make these this night? Or, right. you know, or can we swap? Or maybe I'll just altogether cancel because... Right. You not know, feasible. You, you just can't stretch yourself too thin. And mm. I've been there before where I had, you know, a morning event, an evening event and so many different meetings throughout the day for a whole month. And yeah. I just felt so burnt out mm-hmm. that I retreated from the entire like, s- like, s- like social aspect of my job yeah. for a whole month, which is also not great because yeah. then you're not out there seeing what's new. Yeah. So you you really need to just prioritize what's important to you Mm -hmm. like what brands are important to your readers like what relationships are important Mm -hmm. to you so on the weekends I'm generally really off like I don't I don't like to do work on the weekends I try my hardest not to do work when I get home from work Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes that's not possible just because I have such a weird schedule where in the middle of the day I could be going to an event of some sort and then that takes out time that I would have been writing so right you gotta catch up yeah you gotta catch up (laughs) Yeah, I think that's this is like such an important conversation because Mm -hmm. people feel like the need to be on or like this hustle 24 seven mentality. Yeah. Yeah. When really like you can really stress yourself out to the capacity of like health issues. Yeah. I remember reading a tweet one time that I remember saving um, and it was something about like I'm done with grinding. Like I'm done with grinding. I'm all about discipline. Mm. So the idea is that you're just going to be more disciplined with yourself and your time instead of just like always being on, always doing 100 percent. Yeah, so, like, with, you know, you being new, like, in this role, Mm -hmm. have you felt like, you know, women's health is all about wellness and, like, you know, being on top of, like, your mental game? Have you felt like this has changed your lifestyle a little bit, like, working at a magazine like that? So, people I work with are truly inspiring women. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never worked in a place where everyone is so, first of all, positive. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) a really positive positive energy Mm -hmm. um and then also people who super prioritize their health i mean of course it's our brand well yeah but um like our editor-in-chief runs to work from brooklyn (laughs) oh my god yeah she has three kids she still drops them off to school and so seeing that and having it trickle down to everyone like Mm -hmm. i know our fitness director bikes to the cities in the in the morning from brooklyn (gasps) to go to a workout class then bikes to work in midtown and i mean i'm not at that awesome i'm not at that level well yeah but you know like i (laughs) I will I I will know like okay because my 
because my peers are, who are working just as hard mm-hmm. as me make the time exactly. to bike, to work out. And I work with a lot. A lot of our editors are also certified trainers, you know, wow. so like they're they're like about that fit life. Yeah. It's amazing. And being surrounded by that and ambitious, like mm-hmm. accomplished women just makes me want to step up my game, mm-hmm. too. Like if they can run from Brooklyn to Manhattan, no, I can do like a loop in, you know, the Central Park <laughs> Reservoir. Like I can do two miles, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like all about like what who and what you surround yourself with like the more you surround yourself with people like that the more it like pushes you to like be the best version of yourself absolutely that's so important I'm so grateful that I'm surrounded by people like that and also that I can be honest and tell them like oh I just like I really need to head to a workout like I can't stay for you know they understand this this late thing right um and everyone understands because everyone knows how important it is and Mm -hmm. not only like in physical health but also like mental health like everyone on that team is very from what I've witnessed so far in my one month being there Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone is very attuned to their also like their mental health as well like everyone prioritizes it Mm -hmm. yeah well I think that's awesome like that I feel like your work culture like means so much because you spend like so much time there so yeah you better have people that are like motivating you yeah and I've and I've also had you know bad work experiences where, where I felt drained from the place where I was working so Mm -hmm. it's 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 good to know both right yeah that you're grateful when you do have something that's like more positive and and good exactly yeah so let's talk about your must-have beauty products for the fall like I want to hear about it because like I've been trying to like dabble into a bunch of serums trying to figure out what's Mm -hmm. right for me Mm -hmm. what beautiful skin thank you (laughs) you don't need anything girl (laughs) (laughs) thanks girl yeah um so I made a little bit of a list okay so I didn't want to forget so fall beauty essentials Mm -hmm. this is a time of year when your skin is getting dry yes um and even me with really oily like oily combination skin I get so dry um during the fall just because of the weather you know um so I would go for a good moisturizer okay most important one like a good creamy moisturizer mm-hmm. um one of my favorites is the drunk elephant lala retro whipped cream and has a little p- like purple cap oh I haven't tried that uh, drunk elephant is just such a great clean brand I um, love oh no me um <laughs> and then there's sunday riley the title mm. night cream it's so that's so one beautiful. brand i haven't tried yet either sunday i mean they're pricey yeah honestly. so i yeah I, I feel like it's always hard for me because i get all sent all of these products yeah, so yeah. i always feel bad when i'm suggesting products that i'm like oh that was two hundred dollars sorry um but it's okay like, so, okay <laughs> so what would you say is like a i guess like a dupe to that kind of mm. so i think honestly CeraVe mm. like all, all my dermatologists that yeah. I've ever seen in my life were like just use a CeraVe night like PM cream it's like a little oh. a little tub with like a, a purple sign on it okay. that says PM and I've used that to like great results you know like yeah it's just, sometimes you just need the most basic stuff and a lot of times products that don't have beautiful packaging yeah. People get caught up in the packaging, They're you know. <laughs> People get caught packaging up in it matters being cute. sometimes, but it's all about the product ingredients too. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, like CeraVe is like not like a beautifully designed like tub, right. you know. But it, but it, but the stuff inside is like legit, and yeah. I super swear by it. Okay. Um, Honest Beauty, which is available at Target, mm-hmm. is also really affordable. Yeah. And I love the, the the cream, the face cream that they have too. It's yeah. really awesome. Um, Tatcha anything. Mm. I just Touch love anything. her. Speaking of luxury. Oh my God, I just love her. Vicky. So like, it makes me love her yes. products even more. Yes. yes. I'm Vicky's such awesome. a fan of the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so other things I would use for fall is 
um, I, I love that it's a time to wear makeup because mm-hmm. it's cooler outside, so you're not melting as much. Yeah, not um, like sweating your face off. Exactly. So I'm all about like a deep lipstick and like the cranberry, Ooh. wine, oxblood kind of, yeah. you know, avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one I'm wearing right now is YSL Beauty. And, and I it's love cute. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I'm also a big fan of Bite Beauty's lipsticks. Mm. They have like really clean formulas and yeah. also a bajillion colors like you can't not find something you love okay. in their arrangement i need to try them out too yes um yeah so those are like two th- two things that i love okay well, moisturizer and dark lipstick you guys <laughs> i'm gonna have christina send me this list so i can put it in the show notes so oh, you yeah, guys for can like sure. go find it because <laughs> it's gonna get really cold in new york and you have to be prepared yes you gotta slather yourself with good moisturizer <laughs> <laughs> so who are your who are some of your favorite girl bosses in media right now Yes. So this was so hard because I want to say all of my friends. Like yeah. I, I'm just like, th- what's amazing about the beauty community is that it's so small and mm-hmm. tight knit and we all know each other. Yeah. So we're all friends with each other. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say, well, I got to give a shout out to like my work wife, yeah. at Kathleen, who at The Cut. She's not really my work wife because we never work together. But she's like my beauty bestie. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we like try to like go to every event and trip together. Well, that's um, good. And she's just so amazing. Like mm-hmm. she's an incredible writer, reporter. And like The Cut has some of the best beauty coverage out yeah. there like everyone tries to copy the cut like mm-hmm. that's the, that's the truth i love the cut exactly so so <laughs> you love the cut i'm sure everyone out here loves the cut <laughs> so so she's like behind all their beauty coverage and it's just so smart and brilliant and wow. a good a good soul like yeah. in this industry where it's like you know people are all it's it's hard to find real people sometimes you know in media and yeah. in new york in general yeah. um so i have to give a shout out to larice mcmillian mm-hmm. at refinery so she's one of the people who started unbothered oh my god that, yeah she's I'm already obsessed yeah so <laughs> she i actually met her when she was an intern for l.com wow. um when i was like an associate editor mm-hmm. and she was I kid you not, she she interned for three weeks during the, the J term, during yeah. winter, and everyone was so obsessed with her, and I just knew she was going to go far. So seeing her kill at Refinery mm-hmm. is amazing. And also, on her personal page, she's been doing these amazing graphics that yeah. help people navigate difficult career moments. So mm-hmm. everything from getting a raise to you know speaking up when yeah. not when not to speak up so she has amazing advice for career on mm-hmm. her page and she designs all of that herself which is great wow um so she's not in the beauty industry but emily abadi mm-hmm. so she is a fitness writer she, she's been in magazines forever um and like an editorial forever yeah. and now she's freelance but mm-hmm. she also hosts a podcast called the hurdle podcast where she interviews like well, a, a wide range of people, yeah. but on how, you know, wellness and fitness help them get through hurdles and in life. Subscribe. Like, I love you need to subscribe. To a good yeah. Podcast. Yeah. So she's just, I love her because she's so real. Yeah. Um, with her personal experiences, mm-hmm. you know, getting over difficult times in life um, by using, turning to running or, yeah. you know, how, how she prepares for a race. And like, she just has a really great positive mm-hmm. attitude and I, I love following her. Um, and then another person I really like is Nana Agimang. Mm-hmm. At the, uh, she is also at New York Magazine, actually. Wow, I love New York Magazine. <laughs> um, and she was an intern for Elle.com, too. And oh I've God. been seeing her kill it. She actually, and she, ha- and she runs a page called Every Stylish Girl. where she yes. inter- Yeah, so she interviews oh, yeah, yeah. a bunch of people, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of boss women, and just how, how they do what they do. And um, it's been amazing to see her come up, too. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm super proud of everyone that I've, like, worked with and... <laughs> I think that's so awesome that you're yeah. able to like see each other's journeys. And yeah. you obviously have named like a lot of phenomenal women. Yeah. 
So, and there are like a lot of girls out there who are aspiring to be that. So, mm-hmm. what's some advice that you have for some girls who are either graduating from college, they want a job in media, but they're not sure how to, you know, like go for it or how to even enter it because mm-hmm. they don't have connections yet? Yeah. So, I didn't have any connections. Yeah. And one of the harsh realities of working in media is that it is a lot about who you know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people become successful because they just happen to know someone who knows someone. Right. And, you know, it's like, or their family knows mm-hmm. somebody who knows somebody. And there's yeah. a lot of rich people in this yep. industry mm-hmm. who just like to decide because editorial, in all honesty, doesn't pay, won't pay you a six figure, jo- like, salary coming mm-hmm. out of college right. the way some like working in finance or mm-hmm. you know something else will um so a lot of people who end up in it are people who can afford to not get paid a lot yeah um which means it's a lot of rich people yeah. <laughs> but um i was never like that i'm from literally i'm from jamaica queens mm-hmm. like i would commute every single day to come to work and the only reason why i was able to compete with people who had those resources was because i was from new york and i yeah. was able to just go back and forth so Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that I would say is um, when you're a junior when you're in a junior role when you're an intern or a fellow or you're an assistant editor editorial assistant like if if you're in those roles you need to say yes Mm -hmm. to whatever assignment you're given no matter how big no matter how small you're not above any Mm -hmm. anything and I see a lot of younger people coming up who just have a sense of entitlement that I don't think has been earned. Yeah. You know? The, and gen, the Gen Zers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, what, what is I it? I say that all the time. Is My it? brothers are Gen Zers. I'm yes. like, I don't know what's wrong with your generation, <laughs> but you guys need to get it together. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I mean, it, there's a sense of entitlement that, like, that. I don't know. I don't know where it comes mm. from, but like you need to like leave that at the door. Yeah. Like once you enter, you know, a new workplace or whatever, like your job is to be like excited mm-hmm. and happy to be there and to have a great attitude and to say yes yeah. to whatever is assigned to you because number one, you never know what is, what experience you're going to get mm-hmm. from it. You never know where, what you're going to learn from that experience. So even if it feels like, "Oh, this is such a hard task." Yeah. Like oh, this isn't what I was expecting to do when I was, you know, signing up to work in a magazine, Mm -hmm. like whether it's opening boxes (laughs) or, you know, like sample trafficking, which is a big part for fashion. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're not above anything and like you have to earn your right to say no. (laughs) So that happens over time Mm -hmm. Um, because saying no, of course, is a really important thing, too. But that's something that you learn once you've earned it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another thing, big thing I think is, you know, we've talked a lot about networking and how yeah. important that is. Don't only network and make sure that you're remembered by people who work above you, but yeah. people who work with you. Mm-hmm. Like, cause as you know, as we've seen, a lot of my peers have end up ended up so, so successful. Mm-hmm. And like when we were little interns working in like a little closet together, you would have never right. expected that, you yeah. know, you, you didn't know that like so-and-so who's interning with you twice a week would become, you know, a big editor at this giant magazine. Like right. you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always about like forming organic relationships yeah. over time. Like don't be too thirsty about no. like, you know, flinging around your business card exactly. and, and kind of being or like, like stalking someone. like or like wanting to pick someone's brain or um, <laughs> over coffee <laughs> over coffee and then you're just like I don't have time for this yeah um but I think it's important to just like get a good sense of like you know how to build an organic relationship mm-hmm. with somebody over time yeah so like it's getting that coffee the first time mm-hmm. maybe going for drinks seeing them at an event inviting to s- them to something you know that yeah. kind of thing um and then the last thing is to advocate for yourself mm-hmm. that's the most important thing because if you don't ask for whatever it is you want which is like 
a raise mm. or a new job responsibility or an opportunity to do a project that you've been really wanting to do yeah. and had in the back of your mind. If you don't ask for it, you're never going to get it. That's so, so true. So it's like you, a lot of times, and I wasted, I've wasted a lot of time waiting for people to notice that I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, like I do my job. I always think, okay, well, if I'm good, someone will notice yep. me. Uh, no, you have to tell people you're good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like that with everything, right? Like yes. I definitely learned that um, at my last job. So I'm in beauty too, but yes. more so on the marketing, social mm -hmm. media, mm -hmm. brand side. But like if you don't speak up, no one is going to say, oh, Brittany did that thing. Like let's give her a raise. Let's give her what she deserves. They're just going to keep piling it on you. Yeah. And just expect you to do your job. Yeah. It's 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 a very real thing and yeah. it's hard because, you know, growing up I was always taught to be humble, mm -hmm. you know, to be humble, Same. to yeah. kind of um, you know, don't don't try to be too I don't know forward. Too forward yeah. or too showing off too much mm -hmm. or anything. But there's a right way to do it, yeah. you know, coming with your backup, mm -hmm. like your 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 receipts. your proof your receipts exactly <laughs> like of, of why you deserve what you what exactly. you think you deserve so mm -hmm. if you don't advocate for yourself nobody will yeah that's so true <laughs> ending on that christina where can we find you on social you can find me on at christina rodolfo that's k-r-i-s-t-i-n-a-r-o-d-u-l-f-o okay on everything oh, twitter perfect. instagram instagram is where i'm really really active like yeah i love answering every dm that i get um, yeah. and every comment and well, that's um, good yeah no it, it's just so fun because a lot of readers will like reach out to me that way mm -hmm. and, it, and it's nice to see like oh i read so and so article it was yeah. so useful it's like that's amazing yeah i do want to <laughs> say like speaking about your instagram you inspired me to do a post on my instagram oh, about really? rejection oh my god on the post that you did and oh, i was just like you. oh my god i like really love following her she's so inspirational oh you're so sweet Sweet. So yeah, guys, yeah. Just trying to be real. Yeah, you have to be, <laughs> especially like everyone's so filtered on social media, yeah. right? You only see yeah. certain parts. So. And I find it exhausting to constantly try to look cool and well, yeah. you know trying to look Who like to all put all together and yeah. you know. Um, and it's important that you know even like doing a podcast like this, mm -hmm. like it's amazing that you're you're asking like women to speak up because yeah. a lot of people don't see the journey that happens behind the beautiful photos. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christina, for being on the show. I'm so happy to have thank you, you so and much. I know that everyone's gonna learn so much from this episode. Oh, I feel so lucky to have been here. This was a great chat. Thank you. Yeah of course so this episode is presented in partnership with listening party follow the crew on instagram at listening party presents and at canal street market and of course be sure to follow us on instagram at the female millennial we will talk to you next week bye